Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for this episode, The Art of Being Unproductive, How to Create Time to Slow Down. I recently created a poll inside of my Facebook group to ask the women who are unbelievably hard workers, like they're working their tail off to create massive productivity in their motherhood and their business. I wanted to know what system they would really, really, really love to see me provide. Like if they could only get one system out of me, what would it be? And I left a series of poll questions. And then obviously, you know how those polls go. There's a spot where you can put in your own. And one of the top answers that multiple women voted on, it was the second to the top answer was created by a member. And guess what it was? The system that they want to learn is how to carve out time to be unproductive. I nearly cried and not because I was sad because I am a productivity coach, but because I knew immediately that I was sitting on a gold mine podcast episode topic. So if you are so stoked about what I have to say about being unproductive, then Let's go dive in to today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. I look around and observe moms all the time because I, especially moms in business, really, even stay-at-home moms because the stay-at-home mom life is, is, is the other job, right? So I'm looking at women all of the time, either in person um, from my friends or through their friends' friends, how they talk about motherhood, how they talk about having a business and being a mom at the same time. I scour other Facebook mom groups because I'm constantly learning about what really troubles other people and other work from home moms and other overwhelmed work from home moms. And I'm, and I'm super fascinated by just this really twilight-like time in culture for moms that want to work for women that have to work outside of the home and want to work and transition that to working from home. I'm just really fascinated by all of it. And what I observe on a regular basis is that they are dying to be bosses. They want to retire their husbands. They want to make all their dreams come true. And they have all these big ideas of what they really want to become. And I want to be there too, for sure. Um, I really do. But what I don't want to do in the process is miss out on my life and 
being a slave to the ideas in my mind robs me from enjoying my life. And I don't think truly that women right now in the way that our culture sits are all that far off from that classic stereotypical role of a man that we used to see in the movies and that we heard about and that our dads were and our grandparents, our our grandfathers were of being labeled for decades at this point for working so much that they miss out on their kids growing up. Now, look, I know we're all working from home. And so how can you, I know you're thinking, how Chelsea, how can you possibly say that we're missing our kids growing up when we are the ones that are raising them? But are you truly like not working? Are you truly unplugging at any point of the day? Like I, I think about it, Blaine and I were just watching this documentary the other day and the mom, um, it was for some government guy that worked in business and stocks. And then he worked in the white house. I don't know. Blaine's obsessed with these things and I love documentaries. And so we watched it together, but his wife was super supportive and they had been married forever and ever and ever. And when he went to take that job, she had supported him and stayed home with her kids when they were little, although she had an incredible degree and career and all kinds of things, but she chose to stay home with her kids when they were little. And she always just said, like, look, I, you will know your children and you will come home. You can go to work, but you're not working until after the kids are in bed every single night. You will come home and you will be present and you will be part of the family. And you know, we see that on television. We hear those stories about how men are and there's this classic thing. And he even said it, the guy in the documentary even said, no one ever has said, well, I ruined my personal life and I succeeded in my career. And so I'm happy. No one's ever said that. And for us as moms, being that we're always so alone and we're so lonely all the time because we're just isolated in the work that we do with our children we begins to gravitate to the work that we do outside of that. And I truly wonder, which is why this podcast episode is so unbelievably golden. Are you really ever not working? Are you really showing up to be there with your children, to be there with your family, to be there with your home, just to soak it in and to be unproductive? It's such a it's such a good question that is really, really worth your time to ask. And today's episode is going to bear a very practical approach to creating time to slow down. I've been using this system to stay grounded and present for the past year as my company has gone from what was just an idea, like literally an idea. I had this vision that wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> And I had this idea and all these things started falling into place. And over the past year, it's grown into a full force business. So you can follow along in three major phases. So the system that I'm going to talk about is the system of how you can begin to create time to slow down in your life. And you can follow along in phase one, which is going to be mindset and mantras. Uh, The second phase or step is going to be preparation and planning. And the third is leaning in. So grab out your notes, uh, because we are going to get going. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is mindset and mantras. This is the very first thing that we have to talk about, like we have to talk about this, because so much of why you're working yourself to death, and why you feel like you have to be productive all the time is 
only from the pressures that you put on yourself inside of your own mind. So we have to work on a mental framework inside of your mind. And the first thing, the first, first thing that I really want you to ask yourself that I believe is probably 90% of the problem is comparing yourself and where you are right now to where someone else is in their journey. I know it's this trendy thing that we hear people talk about. I see influencers talk about it all the time. Um, they're everywhere saying, don't compare your day ones to my day 100. Angie Lee is like on that. She talks about that all the time. Like stop comparing yourself. This is your day. Like this is my, almost my day 365 of podcasting. How many days are you into podcasting? How many days are you into starting your business or sitting on your idea? My idea came to me almost two years ago. And so when you think about and when I, when, I, when I look at other people and I see where they are and that's where I want to be, I have to remember that I'm like on a three to five year plan and I'm two years in. So I got a while to go, but truly like in a blink of an eye, I'm here and that's how it happens. And I believe that the reason why I feel like I'm getting there so quickly is because of my ability and, and my practice in the art of being unproductive. So now let's dive into this a little bit deeper. When we think about not working, and I'm going to say we because I'm not immune to this topic at all. Okay, so when we think about not working, like if you think about taking a day off of, of not doing anything, do you feel anxiety? Like when you actually really think about what would it be like if you just didn't work because you gave all your time and your attention to your family and your home tomorrow, that would probably make you pretty nervous. If I do that repeatedly a few days in a row, I start to get very, very nervous. Here's the other thing that I want you to think about. And this is all part of this framework and the scaffolding of the thoughts that you have. We're going we're gonna to peel this back and dive into this here in step one. When you aren't working. Okay, so think about when you have, when you're sitting at the softball game or you're sitting at the swim lessons or you're sitting at whatever event you're sitting at with your kids and you're not doing anything how much stress do you have? How much are you, th- how often in that very short time frame where your kids are doing an activity and you have to be there for them, how often throughout that period of time are you thinking, I have so much to get done. I wish I would have brought my laptop. Or you actually get out your phone and you try and do work. Or most of the time it's just busy work. You're not actually accomplishing anything. You just feel like you need to be doing something all the time. This is where I want you to start flipping the script. I talk about how to flip the script often. I have multiple posts about it. I talk about it inside my courses. Flipping the script is absolutely vital when you're talking about um, your mindset. So we want to take the opposite of those feelings. So what happens if you slow down for enough time and each day to hear yourself think and to actually hear your own breath and to play and be present with your kids or if they're not young and you're not playing with them anymore to sit and listen to them throughout dinner at the table every single night what can you do in your minds to create a positive out of those feelings and out of those situations instead of always thinking about the negative and what you aren't getting done how can you talk through your thoughts So think about it as the thoughts on the left side on your left shoulder and the thoughts on your right side. We want to flip it to where 
the thoughts that are coming off of the, the committee that sits on the right shoulder have learned to speak up louder and more frequently than the thoughts on the left. Okay. And so I say things to myself like, um, Frankie is eight years old and she's not going to want to play pretend Barbie dolls for very much longer. And so I'm okay to sit here for 30 minutes and play Barbie dolls with her. I don't have anything more important to do right now because of step two and step three, I've already gone through and we'll talk about that in a little bit. So that's what I want you to say. I want you to create positive, positive, a reframe in positive language. So flip the script. And I want you to do it every single time. I still do this with myself. Every single time I have a negative thought when it comes to being unproductive, I tell myself and I and I reinforce what I am doing because then that automatically cues to me that I'm not being unproductive. I'm just not working. I'm not working on my business. I'm not working on something specific. I'm I may look like I'm sitting and doing nothing right now, but I'm actually accomplishing something. I'm either resting or I'm loving on my children or I'm resting and that truly is me accomplishing something. Okay, here's the other thing. I said that this was mindset and mantra. So the mantra is is really, really important. If you're a student inside of my Systemize Your Productivity course, You know that the mantra that I speak of and that I have a lecture on is slow is the pace that greatness grows. Let's say that again. Okay, this is something that you should begin to just rehearse so often in your mind that it becomes like the back of your hand, something that you can memorize and say to yourself all the time. Slow is the pace that greatness grows. And it truly is. Nothing that goes up overnight is great. I mean, it might be flashy and it might be cool for a hot minute or for a hot year or it might make you money real quick, but those things don't have sustainability. And I know none of you want that. And let's let's just look at this, right? Because we all know. Let's look at some other things that have taken an extraordinarily long time to build. Um, Noah's Ark took a really long time to build, like a really long time. I mean, I also wasn't there, but pretty sure uh, in some history class at some point, I read that the Great Wall of China took a really long time to build, and I've watched a couple documentaries on how long it took to um, put together a space shuttle. That took a really long time, and also the house that you live in, it took a really long time to build that, and I will say that the quicker they throw up houses, and I... Out, out in Arizona, there's so much land to be developed. And we all know the developers out here, like it's just constant home development. Arizona, well, the Valley, Phoenix area. Um, we have millions and millions and millions of people living here now. And it's like one of the top cities population wise uh, in the country now. And we all have just come to know that there are certain builders that basically throw up houses overnight and those homeowners have so many problems with their home. Just the issues with how it settles in the foundation and, and things being crooked and just not built right. So that's a really good example of when you try and like cut corners and you get somewhere quicker, um, it doesn't always turn out in your favor. The other thing that I would like to mention that takes a really long time is the adults that you're raising. It takes a really long time to get them into adults. Like just the journey of motherhood 
and growing, not only growing the child, but then raising the child. They don't, that isn't something that just comes to fruition overnight. And it's pretty much anything else that you could think of, right? The book that you're writing or any project that you, that you have like a major project. I definitely know that one of my, one of my favorite mantras also along with slow is the pace that greatness grows. The other one is the view from the tallest mountains is always the most beautiful. And Blaine and I, when we were dating, he had, he had actually just proposed to me and asked me to marry him. And we went out on a hike to like the tallest mountain here in the valley. It's called the Superstition Mountains. And we hiked all the way, all the way up to the top. It's called Flatiron. And it was a doozy. (laughs) It was a doozy of a hike. And I was like super rubber legged on the way back down because it was just one stair after another, after another, uh, just hand over foot, hand over foot, hand over foot all the way up. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't give up. (laughs) I can't, I'm super competitive. There was no way I was giving up. Uh, and so, you know, it was totally worth it when we got to the top. And if I just would have given up and, and just said, Oh, I'm tuckered out that view from where I was didn't even compare to the view that was at the top. And so that hard work, that determination, and being patient with how long it takes to see something come to fruition is what I really want you to think about. What I'm trying to make very clear is that when it comes to learning the art of being unproductive, the first step in that system is to create a healthy, healthy mindset with realistic expectations of your output. You have to solidify a mantra that's meaningful to you that you can repeat to yourself when you begin to cycle through the anxiety of wanting to work 24-7. Okay, here is the second part. Now, this is funny, right? I mean, we all knew that there was going to be a planning and a preparation phase in here, right? But it's, it's real. If you want to succeed at running your motherhood and your business in a healthy way, you have to plan for time to restore yourself or else you're just going to fall into the nasty trap of working all the time and not having any time that you can label as unproductive. So I'm just going to get straight to it. I want to show you how I schedule in downtime in my day and in my week and in my month. The first place that I schedule downtime on a daily basis is in my nighttime routine. Every single night is downtime for me. It's tech free and I plug into a really good book with super low lights, some oils, essential oils, maybe just in my Um, my glow serum that I put on that's full of essential oils or maybe it's just I pop something in the diffuser something that allows me to kind of bring my senses into a place of relaxing and sometimes that includes a bath maybe a hot tea my husband and I sometimes just chat with each other and that's really good downtime for me my nighttime routine kind of ebbs and flows it looks different each night depending on what depending on what I need And I take that time to turn inward. I have chosen to not use the TV as my downtime, but I do have about one day a week. Sometimes it's not even a day a week, but I would say on average, at least one night a week, I just sit and veg out and watch TV and it's really fun and it's awesome, but that can be a very slippery slope. And I want to put out a disclaimer here because there's a lot of you that I've coached And there's a lot of you that are in my community 
that I know are choosing at the end of your day to lay in bed with your husbands and watch television. And I think that I want to tell you that I have chosen to never use technology to help me avoid quiet downtime alone with myself. And if I am using it for that, then I know that there is a problem. I also think that it's problematic if you don't have any space in your day at all to be reflective. I'm not saying that it has to be at nighttime and I'm not saying that you and your husband can't enjoy TV at the end of the night. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do know that if you look at how much television you're consuming, there's a lot of replacement tasks or choices. I'm going to choose my words carefully here because we're talking about being unproductive. But so many of you guys complain about not having enough time. And a lot of you are watching TV at the end of every single day as your activity to unwind. And a lot of that is just being so utterly exhausted that you just want to avoid doing anything else. You literally don't want to think about anything. And I totally hear that. I really, really do. I love it when Blaine and I get to do that together. I just feel very strongly about making sure that you have carved out time to hear yourself think, to hear yourself breathe, to read a book, to journal, and to be inward because a lot of the growth, the personal growth that you're wanting to do is going to come to you during those times and you will not hear it if all of the downtime that you could be using is filled with the television. Okay, off that rant. I do also have what I would say as unproductive time every morning. I literally, like every single morning, I'm not working. I I did. I did when I was working outside of the house about 15 to 20 hours a week and I was growing ChelseaJoe.co before the coronavirus hit, actually. Um... And I was out of the house working all the time. I did work in the mornings, but I always limited it to a power hour. So I do have time for myself every single morning as well. I'm either doing a Bible study or I'm just, I'm working out or um, sometimes I'm just sitting and thinking and meditating. And so um, that is a morning routine and I'm also getting ready, which I would say is maybe not unproductive time, but I'm definitely not working. And I know a lot of you listening to this episode may classify unproductive time as legit like doing nothing at all, but I don't think we're ever doing nothing, right? Like doing nothing is is what? Like sitting in your backyard, um, reading a book or um, watching television or you're doing something, right? You're not just sitting you're you're not just sitting in a chair staring at a wall. Like you're actually doing something. So something is being produced. What I really am aiming to say is that you're not having to check things off of a checklist. You're just being present and enjoying the time and the space that you're in for what it is, right? Okay. So those are the things that I do daily. I also schedule on a monthly basis time for me to go out with my friends. I have two really close friends that also run their own companies. They're um, entrepreneurs as well. One has a uh, local coffee company and um, the other one runs an online 
health coaching business. She works with um, people that have very, very, very specialized diet and dietary restrictions. And so she has her own online company and we have done masterminds together. We've done just like get together and hang out kind of thing. And we basically just get together once a month to just talk, just to do nothing, (laughs) just to talk. (laughs) And it is fabulous. I absolutely love that. Doing it any more frequent than that has not worked out for our schedules because we are busy. And so once a month works really, really well for us. But if that's something that you need more frequently and you have a group of friends that also needs that more frequently, by all means, schedule it as routinely as you need. The other place that I do routinely schedule downtime is every single weekend. I try my very, very best to honor a traditional Sabbath, a Sunday where we don't do a whole lot. And honestly, you guys, sometimes I don't get that done. Sometimes I don't get that right. A lot of times I don't get that right, actually, you know, Um, but I do try very, very hard. And as, as we dial in what our family looks like with my husband being a firefighter and having a rotating schedule that has become much easier for us to do but in the first couple years of being married and having a new baby and him being a firefighter it really was hard to keep our life rotating on a Monday through Friday in a in a traditional weekend because he's he just doesn't work like that our schedule just will never operate like that but for the sanity of my motherhood (laughs) and raising these girls, I'm getting to the point where that is happening and we're maintaining that even when he's not here. So I think that this is really important. If you're not already doing this, I would highly suggest thinking about having a day every single week where you're not doing anything, you know, where you're just hanging out. And also, we do this every single evening. Uh, our evenings from about four thirty, five o'clock on are reserved for calm and quiet. And I believe it is absolutely necessary. I still remember when I was a kid and there weren't cell phones and we were not allowed to call our friend's house during dinner hours like at all after four thirty, five o'clock, like you just didn't make phone calls. It was absolutely rude to call someone and interrupt their family time and their dinner time. You just didn't do it. And we also weren't allowed to call friends on Sundays. <laughs> like we just didn't. Uh, and I don't know why. Well, I do know why I'm pretty sure cell phones ruined all that along with a lot of other things that happened and shifted in our culture and not to say that those are bad things, but I absolutely believe that we can still make that a priority in our homes to slow down just this art of being unproductive and scheduling in time to be slow. Why can't you do that every single evening and show your kids that that pace of life is vital and important and you don't have to work every single evening? I think it's something that you can strive to do. And while I'm on that note, (laughs) I also routinely schedule downtime every single weekend without my cell phone. So you guys know that I take um, social media breaks on the weekend. So Friday afternoon to evening, as soon as I get done with, with everything that I need to get done for work that day, all the way through until 
sometimes I log back in um, Sunday evening so that Monday morning when I wake up I don't have to spend the time logging back in and sometimes I just log in Monday morning but I'm definitely off for the entire weekend if you're not already unplugging from social media on the weekends come hop on my bandwagon because it's amazing this is a great place to be and then while we're talking about teaching your children these incredible habits this is important when it comes to planning so this is phase two right this is the second step so we're talking about preparation and planning what are you doing on the weekend (laughs) Um, you need to make sure that you have planned your week accordingly that you have a really good workflow set up for your business so that you don't feel like you have to work 24 7 I have an incredible course called Systemize Your Biz that teaches you precisely how to stop working 24-7, how to work anywhere between 15, 20 hours. I don't work any more than 20 hours a week. I hardly ever really even work that. I I know a lot of people that have event-based businesses that have been able to change the structure of how they work and get it down to about 30 hours a week. And it's pretty incredible what you can do when you have a workflow and when you are prepared and when you're planning for your time and your tasks in your business. And so I make sure that before I go into work on Monday, I've been completing them on Fridays for a long time. I would do it on the weekends. I'd prepare my workflow, but now I'm actually not working on the weekends anymore either. And so that is something that I really think is vital in being able to become proficient at being unproductive. If you don't know where all of your tasks are living inside your week, you're going to be frantic. You're going to feel like you need to work all the time. So definitely have a workflow in place. And also don't overschedule your children's activities. The whole notion and concept of your evenings being sacred for your family is really important. We just signed Frankie up for softball. She's going to have practice two days a week, and she's going to have games every Saturday. And I'm okay with that. We're still going to be able to have dinner together as a family when she's done with practice. I know you guys have multiple kids, but that also needs to be something that you think about. Bailey's not to the age yet where she's doing that. And I believe in what I'm going to be teaching my children when I say, no, you can't do 1,200 activities or you probably can't even do two activities because they bump back to back and we can't have, we can't have dinner together as a family. We just don't do it. And I don't want to teach my kids that in order to be great at softball, you have to work yourself to death. Maybe that is something that feels really good for your family, but I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about teaching my kids that there's not enough time to just be to just hang out and to constantly be worried about getting better at something and growing all of the time kids when they're in school and then they go into an activity and then they have homework when they get home there's no time for them to just hang out and be bored and be creative and I think that that is absolutely absolutely vital so if you are a parent that is that is struggling with how to make all this work definitely sit down and look what kind of activities you have on your kids plate let alone on yours 
So let's move into the final and third phase or the third step in this system, which is leaning in. And I I love this trendy word. I mean, if I could, I could elaborate on some more, in which I will. So let's just do that. It's a lot easier said than done. I, I know. Um, I know a lot of you and even myself sometimes are super overwhelmed by what we feel like needs to be done. Like right now, like we have so much to do, like we have to be working because there's so much to do. My to-do list is just growing and I was supposed to get that done last week. And oh my gosh, now it's this week that we get to this time in this space where we're supposed to be doing nothing per our schedule. And then we panic, right? We absolutely panic when it comes to doing nothing. And so when you've gone through step one and you've worked through your mindset and you have a really good mantra set up that you're going to repeat to yourself and then you go into step two and you've pre-planned everything out, you know what your workflow is, you know when you're going to be working, you know where you're supposed to show up in motherhood, you know where you're going to show up for your home and it's all sitting there, right? It's all ready to just unravel as time goes throughout the week then I want you to just lean in. Remember, this isn't a race between where the other woman is and where you are. And if you believe deeply, like very, very deeply in the notion that God is in control and that there has been a path that has already been carved out for you and all you have to do is wake up every day and intentionally put one foot in front of the other, then what else could you possibly need? You need practice. That's it. You don't need anything else. You need to show up one to two hours every night and not try and fit in one more thing on your computer or send off one more message on your cell phone or respond to one more client. You need to practice saying your mantra during a five to ten minute breathing meditation multiple times a day. When you're sitting in your car and you're waiting for your kids to come out of school, Put your phone down and breathe your mantra. Put your phone down four times a day and breathe for five minutes instead. You have to practice your workflow every single week to become proficient at completing your tasks and your business in a timely manner. You see, I know that if I worked harder, it wouldn't turn out better. And I truly, truly believe that. I know that if I run myself into the ground, it's not going to produce a better outcome. And I have to use this system for myself just as much as you're going to have to use it. I mean, that's why I have it to spit it out for you because it's a system that I use because I need it, right? I mean, it's super important. And I do. I have to remind myself of these things all of the time. But as of late, it's been very, very, very front of mind for me that it's okay. What is the hurry? Why are you rushing? What are you running towards? What are you running away from? Are you running away from your kids because you're with them 24-7 and you're about to lose your mind? Or are you running towards this ideal of yourself that's going to help you compensate for emotions that you don't like? 
Because if you're really, really rooted and grounded into what you believe is this vision and you believe in God's timing, you believe in yourself, there's no rush. There's no rush at all. It's an art, a practice. And this is the system that I use to help me dial in on creating time to slow down. So I am so happy that you guys brought this to my attention and you made it absolutely undeniable that this needed to be an episode in my podcast. So if you learned something from today's episode, please stop right now and screenshot it, share it in your Instagram stories and tag me and I will send you over my favorite orange heart and give you a high five in your DMs because I absolutely love seeing you guys share my episodes in your stories. And as always, it has been an amazing, amazing time hanging out with you from behind my mic. And I can't wait to see you over inside of the Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.